0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Vibe Talk Awaken. I am your host, Vibe Queen, and this week I am very excited to have a phenomenal guest on the show. Sarah Garofalo is a certified intuitive health and life coach and a certified Ayurveda counselor and healer, helping women to get to the root of the cause of their weight gain through a mind, body, and soul transformation. Sarah helps women align their nutrition, mindset, and soul to break unhealthy patterns. Welcome to
1: the show. How are you feeling? Thank you. I am so honored to be here tonight with you. I have listened to your podcast for a while, so I'm and your story. And so I'm uh, definitely super excited. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Wow. Thank you so much. I didn't know you've been listening, so that means a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So we always yeah, ask our course. guests when they grace us with their presence, what prompted your spiritual awakening? So I'm very excited to hear your journey.
1: You know, I started way back. I was very young when everything started. I was 16 years old when I started developing an eating disorder. Right, I come from a very like a family that it's very um, fond of Western medicine. It's all about Western medicine. You have a headache, take take a pill. Right, and I've always deep down questioned that that was the right answer for me. And then I developed an eating disorder, and I yeah, followed by years of dieting. And I was like, well, that's not it. That's not it. And then um, I had this breakthrough at 18 years old, and I left Italy to go travel the world. So that was the beginning of the spiritual awakening, <laughs> to find an answer, to find healing.
0: So, Wow, that's, that's awesome. So can you share with us what it is that you found while you were traveling the world? What was the breakthrough?
1: I mean maybe the if if the audience or or you I don't know but has been through what I've been through when you have an unhealthy relationship with food right and you start using food whether it's comfort or punishment for me was a way of controlling something um and I started question why am I controlling the food why am I doing this to myself and then through the years of dieting you know What you do to your body is absolutely, uh, I would say it's a vicious cycle. And it's not the path of self-love for sure. It's the opposite of self-love, right? If you put yourself through 112 or 1,200 calories, you know, diet, you're starving. Okay, let me tell you this. Mm -hmm. And, And I was angry you know, the term hangry, I was frustrated, I was irritable. And so when I, I when I went traveling, I discovered Ayurveda. So actually, I went to Australia. So that was my first breakthrough. And I stayed at an ashram. I don't know if you're familiar with the term ashram mm-hmm. or community or spiritual community. <laughs> and so I was like first time introduced to... The Eastern way or modality is really like being mm-hmm. there, meditating three times a day, eating uh, vegan at that time. So I went from eating a Mediterranean diet to, yeah, very, a very spiritual path. And I was like, "What am I doing? I don't know. I'm just following the flow." <laughs> but, <laughs> but everything started to come out, right? So there, my relationship with my parents started to come out. And I started to realize that that had an impact with and on my relationship with food.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the the major breakthrough, I would have to say, was that I realized I pursued self-hate instead of self-love throughout all of those years.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say, can, can you share, do you remember the moment when you had the aha, the the moment of like, wow, I, this isn't self-love, this is self-hate. Did you have an actual moment or was it gradual, the realization?
1: It was not, it was after. So I was, um, I was at 18, 18 years old. Literally, I was like about to leave, right? I'm about to book my ticket. And I look back at the pictures of one or two years, you know like I was 16 years old and I was like oh my god (laughs) I I was so thin can't even tell you and I realized then that I was like wow I've gone so far down that route that I lost myself literally I looked lost in the picture I looked Thin, and then all of those feelings of like you not know, having the energy, being frustrated, being angry. So it was like the aha moment was when I looked at that picture and I didn't recognize who I was. But it was like you know, at that point I was already eighteen. So in the moment I didn't have the breakthrough. It was like after, yeah, two years. Yeah, I would say that's the moment that I realized. I've gotta find I've gotta figure it out another solution here. So what happened next? Uh, booked my tickets, uh, didn't tell my parents until like a month prior. They almost fell off the chair in (laughs) my Italian (laughs) kitchen, you know, and the Italian we were having dinner and they almost had an art attack there. And then um, I said I'm going first of all, I went three months to Tennessee. I, I traveled a little bit of between Tennessee and Arkansas, and I was volunteering in, on on organic farms. I wanted to be in nature because I was like, you know what, I need to find myself. I don't even know who I am because I realized also that um, I became the person who my parents wanted me to be.
0: Right. My parents
1: wanted me to be yeah. like I was super like A type student, athlete. But I had an awful relationship with food. And then I was like, I don't even know what I want. So I went to America. So I went, I came to the States for three months and then booked the other tickets to Australia, all led by intuition. Like, you've got to go over here. You've got to go over here. And then in the ashram, I started to work on my traumas. And then there was a traveler who was an Ayurvedic counselor. And she's like, look, I'm going to do a workshop. And I was like, oh, what is this? <laughs> my body constitution? Like, what, what, what's this? Voodoo stuff. And then, and then I fell in love because the more I started practicing, I was like, okay, this makes sense. Oh, my God. Like, I have been prone to anxiety all my life. Oh, look at that. Can I do something about it? So, I started to be fascinated by the ancient wisdom. And I finally felt I wasn't crazy to know that there was an holistic science that explained how to use food as medicine to balance your mood, to balance your bowel movements, to balance everything. And I was like, this is great. And so I started my path to Ayurveda you know, and started studying it, practicing it, and I realized, and my body started to heal. I mean, when, when, you, when, you, really, when you go on a diet, you're so disconnected mm-hmm. from what your body needs. And for me, Ayurveda was the intuitive science that I needed in order to connect with my body. So that I could develop that intuition, I could understand how to manage my full ongoing anxiety and and bloatiness and constipation that I, that was honestly my life. And I want to talk about that word uh, diet, because I think
0: a lot of us have, uh, we have our own relationship with that word. I know I've had my relationship with that word. I remember back in, I think it was 2014, I had a 10 year high school reunion and I went on a crash diet because I had to fit in that black dress. I had to look a certain way because it's my 10 year high school reunion. And it's so interesting how um, I remember looking at your social media and whatnot, and you had mentioned that a diet, it's just, it's temporary, right? And so really you want to look at things as a, as a lifestyle, as what can you do uh, long term? And I think also often when we tell ourselves we're going to go on a diet or we're going to start this diet and then we don't do it, we're also just betraying ourselves. We're setting ourselves up for failure. So I'm curious to hear your perspective, um, if you can share with folks and maybe with clients who come to you and say, oh, this diet didn't work, that diet. How do you get someone to kind of shift their mindset or their perspective on the word diet altogether when it's been so ingrained in our culture and we see it? We just see it everywhere, right? The next thing. So I'm curious to hear your perspective.
1: I love that question, by the way. That's something that everybody should, should hear at some point because it's true when you are in the diet mentality and, and it's very accepted by society. That's the problem. Like, it's like, why are you not on a diet? Like, that's weird, right? And so when I work with clients, honestly, I We start with the diet mentality versus the lifestyle mentality. And I straight up tell them, look, you're not here for the short run. That's your first shift. You're here for the long run. It's going to be a process to retrain um, everything that you have been doing to yourself for the past, I don't know, 10, 20 years or whatever. I have some... Clients that have done that for 50 years. So just just be chill about it and stay present with where you're at, and know that you're learning all of the tools for th- that you're going to apply for the rest of your life, and that will serve you and your family. So the first, literally, the first shift is it's not a short-term solution. That we need to adopt. We're here for a lifestyle change. We're here to master longevity, right? Because it's because when you go on a diet, it really puts you into the weight loss. Like I need to lose weight. Why? Okay, it's a short term. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the sacrifice of not eating, but then it's like, well, it, it, is that really um, helpful or healthy? for your body or your mental health. And so I tell them, you've got to do you've got to find your why you've got to do this for for health reason, because you want to live longer, because you want to run on the beach with your kids or grandkids because you want to be so we, we literally go through their goals mm-hmm. and I'm like, I, I mean I care about your wedding dress or whatever, like that dress that you want to wear, but that's not going to get you anywhere. You've got to find your why. Like for me, my why is, was my kids. You know, I wanted to be the mom, especially when I became a single mom, that was building a business, being a super mom, running around, uh, taking them on hikes and bike rides, and I don't have the support here. So I was like, I've got to get my life together. And so that's what I asked them. Do you want to be there for your grandkids? Do you want to be there for your kids and be that mom who's adventurous and who is not on the couch lying there because she's exhausted, right? Or whatever. If you don't have kids, that's fine. Like, You want to do this for yourself, then we really like, do you want to go with your girlfriends here or on a date or with your partner? Right. And, and be super happy I love and comfortable I in your own skin. I love that
0: you're digging deeper. That's so incredibly important because ultimately the fitting in the wedding dress, fitting in the black dress, fitting in the anything is a side effect, right? Mm-hmm. And so I love that you're digging even deeper. And it's something that I'm doing with, you know, my current role. I've actually taken a step back from taking clients right now. And so I've taken mm-hmm. on a, a nine to five, if you will, <laughs> as I'm uh, building up my, my business. And it's interesting because it's a sales position. And really, when you think about sales, it doesn't matter what the product is, coaching, products, whatever. It's getting to the why. And it's just so interesting that once you can get to a person's motivation and intention, the side effect, the thing they think they want, is just it's just a natural result. So I love that. And something that also just came to me is that the word diet, y'all, literally has the word die in it.
1: <laughs> that's right. Oh, my God. It's so good. It just
0: dawned on me. And lifestyle change has the word life in it. And so we're always looking at the world either through love or fear. That's kind of like my theory in a sense. Are we right? Or, or we're, we're looking through it through um, prosperity or lack. And so even diet is a, is is a is scarcity is lack, right? Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was so interested like interesting this word diet it has the word die in it. I oh don't know, it just God. kind of like <sighs> I'm like, yeah, we don't want that. You are bringing up <laughs> We it. don't want that. Ah crazy so I feel like that needs to be a meme or something (laughs) so all right so I really want to talk about uh Sarah you being a mom and you mentioned that you're a single mom as well can you share Mm -hmm. with us what life became like once you became a parent like did things shift even more for you did you have another awakening uh how did life impact uh you and how did, did things change for you
1: yeah, that's a great question. Because I mean, I, I just I, I didn't just become a mom, I became a mom, and I'm raising my kids in a foreign country, right? Totally a different theme here. Okay, but becoming a mom, it's the whole identity crisis that people go through women go through. It's like, Oh, my God, I have no time literally to pee by myself. And before I had all the time in the world to look at myself, you know, in the mirror for like, put my makeup on for like 30 minutes. And I'm like, you literally don't have a minute, you're, you're exhausted. And you're, you're full of love. Okay, like, you're full of love. There is this unconditional love for this human being that came out of you that it's on this, like, I can't even describe how I I feel or the love that I feel for my kids. But definitely for me was, oh my god, nobody prepared me for this. Like, I was so angry at my mom. I was like, why didn't you tell me what I was getting into? I thought that having a baby was so much fun, which it is, but it's also so much work. So yeah, and I think re- in relationship to your 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 body changing, that was, and it is for women a major pain point because I mean with both of my pregnancies I gained over 40 pounds and if you don't have the tools like seeing your body changing like that oh my god it's a shock I was like I don't even want to look at myself I look like a, a, a whale yes. right now trying to get through the door but the most important thing like I think what saved me from you know, going back to a pattern of I have to lose weight was that I had the tool. So, become being a mom, not only you have a hormonal imbalance, but then you're restructuring your day around like this human being that literally you're giving everything, everything to 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 them, or him or her, and then there is this whole your body it's not even your body like you gave birth you have saggy skin and and, and large breast and you have a diaper for like a month after birth and anyway so th- we've got to be raw here okay oh wow i didn't even know and that <laughs> you're teaching me oh my- <laughs> <laughs> so anyway it's it's definitely a very identity crisis but also a rebirth of your new life so i love to see motherhood as your you're giving birth but are you also rebirthing yourself uh into a new being it's not about it's not about you anymore it's 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 about this being that you and your partner created or your spouse and then um yeah so that was another awakening and then my strongest awakening was when i became a single mom and the pandemic hit so i had so much fun <laughs> with that i mean fun in terms of like i went through a lot i i always if, if you've noticed make jokes about their traumatic experiences but <laughs> it was. It was an Right. Sometimes awakening. we have to
0: make light of it. Yes. 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 Yeah. So, let's let's talk a bit about the intuitive eating. Uh, I know for me, no, I can only share my own experience. I've worked with a personal trainer on and off for years, and you know, at one point, I worked at a luxury gym, and I was working out like five times a week. And I know after my divorce, I lost forty pounds, and so that was quite a, quite the journey for me. And I've had a very interesting. Relationship with food as well. And so I know for me, something that was very helpful is I learned about calories and counting calories and macros and all of that. And I definitely followed that trend for a while, but I found for me it wasn't sustainable. I found that I was always putting in these numbers into an app and like I was like weighing my food and you know, and I I was doing okay for a while and I definitely saw the results, but then it just became really tiring. And I remember having this thought of like, am I gonna have to do this forever? And then I read a post of this this girl that I've been following forever and she has an incredible body but she was counting her macros and all of that for 7 years. And then finally she stopped and I'm just like I can't I can't do this forever. And so you're talking about intuitive healing. And so I'm really curious to hear how does one even start that and go about that and how do you even make the shift from Calories and macros and, and weighing stuff to oh just follow your intuition. Um, I'm just really mm-hmm. curious to hear how, how how does that work? You know because the macros and the calories are so specific. So that's that seems like a big leap of faith.
1: Um, so I'm curious to hear uh, your thoughts on that. I can totally relate with what you're saying. Yeah, it is, and that's what I hear. And it was for me. It's exhausting. You're like, oh my God, not only I have my job, I just, I, I have a full-time tracking job, right? Tracking all my macros. So it was so intense. So how did, did it happen for me? I would, and, and that's what I, I think if you read the book in um, The Principles of Intuitive Eating, right? That's, I, I, I always tell women like, okay, you can read it that's a little bit too basic because to get really intuitive we've got to do a few things a few steps first of all you have to get in tune with your body so how do you do that if you've been disconnected if you if you look if you are used to looking at a, a chart or a um, meal prep or menu whatever whatever you're using or an app and it's telling you that for three days a week you have to eat chicken noodles or fried rice or a salad, right? First of all, there is a big disconnection going on. You don't even know what you're craving. So I think the first step for women is focus on your gut health. You've got you got to like go into like cleanse your gut so that you can be connected to how you're reacting to food because you don't even know at that point. Like I didn't even know that uh, gluten was actually making me so bloated and depressed. Literally, it had an impact on my mood, right? So I start with that. To I ask them to go on a little bit of a cleanse, a, a gut health cleanse, so that they can tune in to how they react to different foods. I'm I'm not a big drinker, but I'll, maybe some women enjoy like having that glass of wine, right? And, and anyway, so I that's very impactful for your gut health. So I asked, like, let's take a break. Let's have a little bit of fun taking a break and tuning in. After they tuned in or they cleanse a little bit for 14 days, they start to see a shift in not only their gut, but they start to feel a lot of improvements, like they feel clarity. They feel like happier, less bloated, and they're like, "Oh my god, okay, I'm having a little bit of increased energy over here, and I, I, I'm feeling happier about this." So they, those are the the first few wins that we get through. And after that, in the meantime, they haven't counted a single thing. I'm just like, I don't want you to go on a scale, and I don't want you to track anything unless you have major like. Health conditions, like for example, sometimes women come to me and, and they've been having, I don't know like runny bowel movements for three months. so then I have to ask them to track a little bit because I need to, I need to check what food is affecting them, right? So that's the only reason why I would I would ask her or them to do the, to do so. And then after that, um, I teach them the principles of Ayurveda. Once they tuned in a little bit and we work on their mindset and they start to see those wins, then we take the mind constitution test and then I teach them about the energies of the food and to get to know their body type mm, okay. because you can't. So for, for, for my journey, and I think for a lot of women that work with me, I, I say this all the time. You can't be intuitive unless you know yourself. Like, you've got to own in who you are. And I say this because if I have this mind-body constitution, if I'm blonde with straight hair and I have like long legs, right, I'm never going to be the person with heavy bones and curly hair. I just am not, and I'm not going to put on weight on my legs. That's, that's my body type I'm going to be okay with it so and with your mind body constitution we have you know pros and cons we have a great so, so, I mean do, do you understand what, what I'm saying in a sense I, great I do benefits. I do
0: and so with that I kind of want to ask you a controversial question a bit yeah <laughs> and that is you know since you bring up every body is different, right? And food is going to react differently to every body. So for example, I have epilepsy and I've had epilepsy for, since I was 19. So for many, many years, and I take medication for it and I would love to get off of medication eventually. And I've tried many times and unfortunately I'll have, you know, I'll have seizures. And so the one diet that has worked for me, and I hate to use the word diet, but lifestyle I should say the one lifestyle that has worked for me that I've been following mm-hmm. now for I would say going on eight months now uh, is keto and I feel the best on that and I feel the most energized on that and so I, I get into that sometimes with other folks that are on the spiritual path who feel that you know vegan is the way being vegetarian is the way so I'm curious to hear your your thoughts on it. Yeah. I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on it. I've kind of personally come to the conclusion that everybody is different and we all follow and are where we are. And I accept everyone, you know, as they are, but I'm definitely curious to hear your thoughts when it comes to different, uh, lifestyle choices and consumption.
1: I love this question (laughs) because I I actually became vegan uh, for four and a half years during my what I called I thought that I was you know, that's that's the way to go and I've got a, I'm in on the spiritual path. Followed everything that you hear out there, right? You've you've gotta be vegan or vegetarian and mm-hmm. all of that energy and food and things like that. And so what I love so I'm gonna go back first to what I love about Ayurveda is that it teaches you uh, it gives you the tool for the rest of your life. And it literally, Ayurveda is like, what works for you today, if you feel good on keto today, might not work for you in three years' time. And that's okay. And so, as long as you know your mind body constitution and you own in and you know kind of like the general guidelines, then know that you might go through different years and your needs will change your body will change and so that's what I love about Ayurveda now I was vegan for four and a half years and literally two pregnancies 2018 I go to a doctor I feel I was pale I had no energy and I was like I went to the doctor did the blood test and he's like look you're about to develop an autoimmune disorder if you don't start to eat me Goodness. That was what made my wake-up call. And I realized, and I had a lot of resistance because I was like, I'm 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 very spiritual. And then I, and and then I started to think about all of the travels that I've done and all of my spiritual mentors that I've met. And among all of the beautiful people I met and spiritual, there were people who ate meat. And so I realized that honestly you have a body to feed in this lifetime and if your body needs meat do the best you can go and find the grass-fed organic animal protein you know maybe go and find the wild-caught fish the 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 eggs that your neighbors grows or the farmers grows but you've got to feed your body if your body needs animal protein and you can still be spiritual. Again, that's, that's my takeaway from my journey being vegan and almost developing an autoimmune disorders and realizing that I could still be spiritual.
0: Yeah. I think for me, I I was vegan for two months, so not as long as you, and it was in the height of, you know, as my awakening was unfolding and, uh, yeah, my reasoning for becoming vegan for those two months was 100% spiritual based, and the shift of like I can't put that into my body, it's energy, and and I I became vegan literally overnight. It was just like cold turkey, and then within those two months, I I had two seizures, my hair started thinning, I didn't feel good. It was just really really awful. Now, granted, in hindsight, could I have done it gradually? What were there precautions I could have taken? Probably. Yes, I didn't. I probably didn't do it the safest way. However, you know, upon doing research and speaking to my doctor, and again, I have epilepsy as well, you know, um, it just mm-hmm. it, it was not advisable. And so I, I made the decision to incorporate uh, it back into my diet. But I love asking this question, because sometimes I get met with folks who become really, really um, passionate about this and uh, they feel that it is not spiritual if you are not vegan. And so I always find it very interesting because to me, I'm now at a place where even being spiritual, even though I consider myself to be so, when I kind of zoom out from even that, you're labeling yourself still. Even being spiritual is an identity in, in and of itself, really, right? And so what is spiritual even, right? What does that look like? You don't have to wear a certain thing. You don't have to do a certain thing. Just you being and breathing is spiritual. So I always find it very mm-hmm. interesting when someone says you're doing it wrong. You're not being spiritual the right way. So I always think that's very interesting. So I appreciate you sharing your, your point of view. So thank you.
1: Yeah, thank you for that question. Because for me, it falls, I would say onto the category uh, or the discussion of being on a diet it's the same thing like being vegan like you said it's it's a label and it's your choice but again you're still very much controlling and not you're not meeting your body's needs because I know plenty of vegan they still crave eggs but they won't let themselves having those animal protein and then I'm like you're doing the same thing to your body, got it. right? You, you've got to tune in. Yeah. And I have days where I'm still plant based, but I, but I literally every day I'm like, what is the day bringing for me? Right. Some days, my body's gonna ask me to eat animal protein like two three times a day, and some days I still have like a plant based or a vegan day. But I'm not labeling myself. I'm more like, oh, what is my body needing today? Because I don't want to control my diet quote-unquote my lifestyle any longer I just I really want to tune in that's my practice every day I'm the most spiritual that I've ever been in my life even though I eat animal protein because I you've got to remember you we've got to feed our body and so if if your condition needs it yours or for example I have a genetic anemia that's why I need animal protein like my body can't sustain Veganism yeah.
0: makes a lot of sense. In this life, I appreciate it. Appreciate this topic. <laughs> no, that's great. I love it. I love it. Uh, so before we wrap up this episode, um, I would love to dive a little bit deeper into your your coaching and what you're doing with your gifts uh, now that you've stepped into this role. So can you share with us what that was like once you realized you know what I'm going to bring this to the world. And I'm going to become a coach and a healer and just, you know, embrace this. So I would love to hear uh, your journey and what got you to where you are today.
1: Yes, I'm so happy to share it because I was pregnant with my second child at the time, wondering what I was going to do with my life. And you that I was here to, I'm here on a mission didn't know what so literally i enrolled in college and then after 1 month i am sitting in class being in my third trimester and i'm like no 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 this is not the path i'm uh, i've got to find a different way like i'm i'm my body was just resisting it and then again i i was a very type a student but I couldn't find the passion to go back to school. And so I'm, uh, I sat down on my computer and I started Googling. I don't know, like um, counseling, coaching, and then this word health coach. And I was like, what the heck is health and life coach, right? And then I started reading and I was like, bing, like lights, you know all around um this word and I was like okay that's it that's it I'm I've got enrolled so in like 24 hours I was like this is what I'm meant to do right now I've got to become a health coach a certified health coach I don't know after that what what life is going to bring but this is what I'm doing and so I go through the program I, I'm you know in the meantime I have my second child and uh, you know, lack of sleep, trying to breastfeed and, and a toddler and <laughs> jeez. But but once you know your purpose, like I created my website in two days. Wow. Literally. I went on Wix and I was like, this is what I'm doing. And the the passion will give you energy. So I'm not worried about work. I don't like to call it my work. I'm on a mission. This is my purpose. I felt it in my body. And so I, I found the energy to still, you know, continue learning. So that's how I got into health coaching. And then, obviously, after um, my babies and I, I started developing my practice, right? Once they were a little bit older, I started taking on clients and defining my niche. And what I was good at based upon what I studied and my journey with food. Amazing.
0: What advice would you give to folks that are just starting out in their coaching career? If you had to kind of mentor someone or say, hey, you know, you're just starting out, this is what I wish I knew. What advice would you give?
1: That's a great question i would say tune in <laughs> tune in do your research and don't waste time doing it yourself find someone who you admire don't be afraid to invest in a coach yourself if you want to be a coach Like, don't be afraid to tune in understand what you want, and then get clear. Sometimes you need help. I needed help so that I, you don't waste years trying to come up with what you're doing, right? Don't be afraid of that. Yeah, not wasted. It was part of the process, but I went through two years trying to figure out how to build a business. I mm. had okay. no business skills. Right. So don't be afraid to dive into that so that you can get clear and make it happen. I love that. Ah,
0: So, so good. Spot on. Excellent. So, Sarah, before we wrap up this episode, I'm so excited to hear your words of wisdom. This is how we end every show. What are the words that you would love to share with our listeners that have guided you on your path so far?
1: Yes. um, My favorite words of wisdom are... Beyond fear, there is freedom. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because my first business coach that I had was always like, you're so afraid of, like, speaking in public, okay, where is fear going to take you? Nowhere. You're on a mission. So whenever you feel that you're afraid of something, go and get it. You're not going to (laughs) die. You're going to grow. So, uh since then I started living my life like that. And I we get stuck into like being comfortable. So I wish and hope that everybody can get out of their comfort zone beyond the fears. Those are my words of wisdom. Oh,
0: so good. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good, Sarah. Thank okay. you so much for coming on Vibe Talk Awaken. It has been such a pleasure getting to know you. I feel like I've made a new friend this evening. So thank you for for being here, and if you can please let everybody know uh, how they can get in touch with you, how they can support you. I know you've got some incredible workshops coming up. I'm going to be attending uh, the intuitive eating. I've already made that decision, so I I know I'm going to be there for that one, but I would love for you to share more about what you're up to.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for uh, asking that question because, yeah, there are two workshops coming up and i am going to yeah you feel free to share my my link there's going to be one have it's called emotional healing circle for women specifically that are looking for some release and i know i'm offering this because beyond your relationship with food or with anything your business there are some blockages that are preventing you from becoming the person you will always wanted to become. There is always an emotional component. So there is that one, which I practice this this technique that I've learned and mastered through the years uh, that has helped me grow f- much faster than any other modalities. And then the intuitive eating workshop is an opportunity for women to get in touch with their intuition and how to use it around food specifically. It goes beyond the ten principle of intuitive eating that we read in the book, the famous book of in, intuitive eating. It, it really it's it's an opportunity to get tuned in and uh, how to trust yourself so that you follow your own voice, not what anybody tells you to do. And also how to get to know a little bit of our mind-body constitution. So I would love to see you there. I'm yes, excited. I'm excited for that one.
0: <laughs> Great. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. I'm going to have all of that info in the show notes of this episode. So if you are listening to this or watching this on YouTube, just go ahead and check the show notes and you can uh, find all of that information and get in touch with Sarah. So thank you again for being here. I appreciate you. And uh, till
1: next time. Thank you so much. It was an honor. Yeah. Till next time. Thank you so much for
0: listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're a coach or a spiritual entrepreneur of any kind and you've been considering starting your own podcast, but you're a little overwhelmed, you don't know where to start. I need your help. I've actually been considering putting together an online course along with an accountability factor so you're able to step-by-step know exactly how to launch your own podcast. So if that's something you're interested in, please check the show notes. There's a link there which breaks down exactly what would be included. And so if I get enough interest, I'm definitely excited to put this together. So please let me know. Let me know if this is something you'd want to be a part of. Uh, Sending you so much love. And until next time.